Hello and welcome to That Was The News That Was, a weekly look at current affairs, the news, life in general and no motor racing this week. The team off. First, the man who's almost older than time itself, scarer of little children, a musical knowledge that puts fluff to shame, it's Ian Price. Oh, hello. Oh, there you go, that's very nice. Um, and what can I say about this next member that hasn't already been said? Mainly by a braver man than me, and they no longer breathe. The Amazonian Sheila Connolly. Well, hello there. <laughs> and you've been looking on the back of toilet walls again, haven't you? Yes, I am. Then there's little old me, perfect in every way. My name's Pete Graham, and I'm in charge. At least I like to think so. Um, unfortunately, Mark can't be with us today. I say unfortunately. What it actually means is that we're going to all get a word in edgeway. Woo! <laughs> right. Hannah Lynn. Both of you. Um, you know the rules and the sounds. So, whom is going to start this week? Let's spin the wheel of fortune. There you go, it's falling down. It's falling down to hell. It's uh, Sheila Conley. What's rattled your case this week? Ah, blue bottle. Yes, Remember it, so, mate. Um, <laughs> well, has anybody... It was Easter, which is lovely, and uh, I didn't actually get to meet any, any of my friends uh, I don't have six friends, let alone to sit outside, so that's okay. Next week is Ramadan, and I will be doing Ramadan for the fifth year now. Mm. And it's uh, so it's getting up. I think I've got to get up about quarter to five to have something to eat in the morning, and then I'm going to go back to bed, and then eat again um, when the sun goes down. And so there's no water, no eating during that that time for a month. And um, why I do it, do you ask? Um, what I think are you doing it? <laughs> I'd ask that as well, yes. Do tell. <laughs> I think it's having some empathy. It's to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. It's to have, um, to have an insight into how other uh, communities in this world live. Um, and, and that's really it, just to, to, to give it a whirl. And do I find it therapeutic? It's hard work towards the end. I mean, last year I really struggled about day 21. Um, I don't drink alcohol during that time, um, so yeah, it's a bit of a de-cleanse as well. well I suggest it's it's like well. a de-cleanse and a, and a diet and all those things linked in, as well as cultural curiosity. Um, I think it's more cultural curiosity than, than the diet, but that, that is a, a, a... I suppose if it was a diet, you'd be tempted to do it, all, do it properly during the day mm. and absolutely gorge yourself at night time. I know I would. <laughs> <laughs> but you, it's... Um, you get to a stage where you're not actually hungry in that night. It's it's your body's tipped over the, the point and it's not really. But there, yeah. there you go. So so the next fall um, of uh, what that was the news that was maybe maybe being a bit grumpy, but we'll see, shall we? No, no, no. I'm I'm really interested. That's to, to walk in somebody else's shoes. That's great. Do is there anything else you do? Is this the only thing you do? Have you do you change it around? You do what? Mind you, this is five years you've been doing this now. So. Um, is there anything else you do for other people's cultures that you take part in? Cannibalism well, or, you know. Like <laughs> um, no, I don't think I, I don't think so. I think this one, because West, I've brought up Church of England and it's very comparatively very uh, loose on what you have to do. And then I think one of the, the well, actually, it's huge. I actually go to a Buddhist temple on a regular basis and I meditate and mm -hmm. and uh, I do some work there 
but um, I thought that um, Islam is quite a, it, you know what you have to do from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep. There is sort of code and the prayers you do and the way you behave during the day. Yeah. Um, and that, I found that, you know, with ch for me, church English is what you do on a Sunday. Mm. Rather I, than what you do I, every day of the week. Yeah, I'd like to say, I, I did Eid a couple of years, four or a couple of years. Ooh. Yeah, that, that was, that's party time. That is, that's really good. And they serve brilliant food and sweets to die for. Did you feel your um, arteries hardening? Uh, yeah. Um, no, but it's, it's, it was just, it was, it, I was, when I was working, I, I, I was doing a job where I worked in an area uh, to um, help things along. And um, there, there was a big, uh, big population there of, of all sorts of people, actually. Um, there, there, there was uh, Polish, if I remember rightly. Yes, there was, there was Polish, um, there, there was uh, Muslims, and oh, there was all sorts of people. Uh, including a church that had burnt down, strangely enough. I'm sure that I got nothing to do with anybody there. I'm sure it was just a coincidence. Um, but I do remember d doing this big gig, um, this open day, so that everybody could, could come and look and experiment with other people's faiths. And we got food from everywhere. And it was about Eid time. So you can imagine the sort of things that turned up. Um, wow. The English thing, I, I, I rang up Wright's Pies and uh, got a big sack of Wright's Pies for nothing. Uh, and, and also made a huge, mongous lobby. I'm good at lobbies. And, um, yeah, and there was... What's a, a lobby? I mean, a lobby lobby. Lobby, lobby. Yes. Stew. Not approaching your local councillor, not one of those. No, no, it's not. Oh. No, it's, it's a stew. It's a stew, yeah. Huh. Usually beef. Well, it should be leftovers, but it's not really. Anyway, so we did, we did all of this. And the, the Polish people bought stuff that was totally unpronounceable. Um, and I remember the mayor came along. And we thought it was, it was fair enough to have the city mayor to come along and, and, and partake. And he came and he had a face as long as a wet weekend, this mayor did. He was a right so-and-so. Um, and uh, he, he, he sort of came to me and he said, can I, can I, have, some, can I have some at lobby? And, and I said, yeah, you can. I didn't know you were from Lancashire. Um, he said, yeah, I said, well, I'm not eating that muck from over there. <gasps> and he's the mayor. He's supposed to be sort of encouraging these things. And he said it so loud. People, you know, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a gentle whisper in my luggo, my shell-like. It wasn't that at all. It was a loud, I'm going to let everybody hear what I'm saying sort of comment. And people's jaws opened and food fell out. But yes, but not the lobby, because I said, well, you're not in the lobby. <laughs> so he didn't have any lobby. He looked at me, he, he sulked, um, and then we received a complaint about me. Oh. Not, about, not about him, about you. Yeah. It was from him to, to the company I was working for. Oh, God. And, uh, and I, I, was, I was summoned into the back room. And, uh, and look, does this has come along, Keith, and how can you explain this? Well, I said... Uh, the the Lord Mayor is a racist bigot, to which the person said, "Fair enough," and that was it. <laughs> Mind you, you can only be you can't properly be accused of that when all this comment was based on food. That's it. food isn't racist. That's no, tastist. No, was taste, say yeah. that. But no, he, he was ob he was also ob he obviously was uncomfortable there. Yeah, I know what you mean. I was watching. Yeah. I was watching him. 
and 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 it was obviously missing people out. You, you know, anybody who got suntan, no, no, not going there. No shaking hands. That's right. And um, he'd speak to someone, and if they spoke to him with a strange accent, I Polish, he'd walk away. I actually saw him doing that. Straight out of Little Britain. Yeah, yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> actually, I'm, I, I almost, I almost said to a guy who was standing next to him, who was a bouncer. Uh, I don't know why we needed a bouncer, but we had a bouncer. I almost said to him, "Just chuck him out, will you?" Um, in fact, I think I did do, and he said, no. "Chains and all." Yeah, this is it. Hmm. Sheila, hmm. on this, on this, uh, taking on board this Muslim thing for a little mm -hmm. while, do you also adopt the other trait, which is um, extreme charity, sharing as much money as you can with other people, which is a, a big. I don't know whether it's around about this time or whether it's always. I don't think it's this time, but I'm not sure. Yeah, um, you you give to charity, you give to your brothers and sisters in other countries, hmm. um, and uh, it's like ten percent. Is, is is expected and you're expected to do extra charity work yourself oh, during this okay. time i expect to see your check stubs <laughs> well fully enough i'm actually in i am at, um i'm at a, a dis, uh, undisclosed place doing some charity work at the moment as we mm -hmm. speak so Ooh. to that one but the other reason i wanted to have a chat was the etiquette of having builders at your property mm -hmm. and do you do you give them cups of tea? Yes or no? Well, tea or coffee? There's actually something more important than that. Okay. Right. What, because, I mean, do you say anything about the bum crack? There's no bum crack uh, you, currently. Yours or uh, theirs? All right. <laughs> Not mine. Not me. Don't show them yours. Let's put it that way. It's a starting point. Yeah? Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so what, is, what is the etiquette? Uh, want, want a cup of mate, I would say. Okay. Well, do you actually provide it for them or do you make it for them or do you let them bring their own stuff and crack on? Let the buggers starve, that's what I say. I mean, you know, these peasants, they're here to serve us. Can't say that. My dad was a builder. Uh, no, I, I, whenever, we, whenever we have work with him, I, I always supply them with tea and coffee and like Ian is there, we had a slurp there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I, uh, I, I do the same myself. I noticed a trend. Um, the last two occasions where building type personages have been upon my estate, uh, I've stuck my head out the door and said, uh, ready for coffee? It's only five minutes into the job, but they're normally always ready five minutes in. Uh, are you ready? No, no, we've got our own thanks. And they've got little kettles plugged into the extension cables. Okay, it's covered in plaster and paint. That's their problem. But yeah, they were making their own. I thought, what a trend. Let's go for this. Save me a fortune. <laughs> well, they were telling me of a uh, sort of for the information, I, I make a pot of tea with loose leaves and I make uh, a cafetiere of coffee and um, oh, lay it out for them. And then so, and so as soon as we come in the door, uh, there's one waiting for them. What about but they would, uh, Well, no, you see, he's on a diet, oh. um, but he also makes incredibly good lemon drizzle cake. And Ooh. I daren't, I know, I daren't... Um, I want to say, that's the nice again. <laughs> 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 you can come along with the lemon, lemon, lemon drizzle cake today. You've gone so, to pieces, haven't you? <laughs> so, um, he was saying a couple of years ago that um, he was doing a job, and at the end of it, when he presented the bill, the woman went, Right, well, you've had eight cups of tea a day, <laughs> you've had biscuits, and she took it off his bill. Really? Oh, that's, did she offer them to him, or did he say, Oi, missus, how about a cup of tea and a bicky? 
I mean, the difference between Offord and this Australian guy coming to Julian's today, wait. <laughs> a bit tricky when you consider that the, the job they were doing was uh, quoted for and contracted, but I bet nowhere in that contract was the supply of free tea or coffee. So she hadn't agreed to supply it, so it's her own hard luck, but still. It's an interesting so he, one. Yeah, he took the hit. The, so I've got the two builders doing the heavy work and ripping out my downstairs utility room and toilet. And then the plasterer came in and the plasterer says, no, I've brought my own peppermint tea, thanks. Oh, oh excuse us. A gay builder. Oh, right. <laughs> Hang on a minute. Oh, just a second now. That was typecasting. Slap <laughs> him across the face. There you go. That was lovely. I thought, well, well done you, sir. So um, he was quite happy. And then we had the fight of the radio stations. Oh, God. So what is it? that, that, that The Makita big, huge square block radio. Covered in all... plaster again. Yes, yes. Covered yes. in plaster again. Absolutely. But it's, you know, it is you know, your second tool, along with you, you know, your tools you need. And you can't go anywhere without your radio. And they're so powerful. Yeah. And, and also, I don't know if you noticed, it's the first thing that comes off the truck. And yes. it's turned on while they're bringing all the stuff in. And it's the last thing that's turned off and put back on the truck when they go. Mm. So we had um, we had uh, Planet Rock, which was fine by me. Oh, that's good, yeah. Then we had Smooth Country. Oh, beautiful. Really? To me, that will. And Country Rock, yeah. The plaster of... Plaster wanted Radio 4, so let's go back to the country. <laughs> I've discovered a new radio station, by the way. Oh, really? Called Boom Radio. Not to be confused with Radio Boom. Oh, it, well, it, I would have done, yeah. yeah. Radio Boom is in America, and you can't get it over here. And Boom Radio is here. And Diddy David Hamilton is the star person. <laughs> yes, that sounds how bad it is. Um, <laughs> now, I found it yesterday. I, I'm into my smart speakers, so I thought to myself, oh, I can't like that. Hey, Google, play Boom Radio. No, I don't know about that, she said. And I said, what do you mean? It says here. And then I then noticed it says here, uh, for, for Google, say, hey, Google, talk to Boom Radio. Oh. So you think, well, I don't know what she's going to say. So you say, hey, Google, talk to Google. <laughs> <Blah, blah. laughs> she did nothing, surprisingly. Surprisingly, <laughs> Hey Google, talk to Boom Radio. All right, talking to Boom Radio, she said, and beautifully clipped American accented voice. Um, and uh, sure enough, there it was. Uh, uh, and Diddy David Hamilton is on lunchtime. I only discovered it yesterday, by the way. Um, Diddy David Hamilton is on lunchtime. Uh, and this rather strange geezer was on in the evening when I sort of listened to it. And I listened to it this morning, I don't know who it was, but it was okay. But as its name suggests, it's Boomer Radio. Baby Boomer Radio. Oh. Um, and there's a lot of music I hadn't heard. Um, <laughs> I can't understand why. And, and yeah, it was, it was it was pleasant enough background music. I expect you to, to listen to it at one point during the day and uh, give a uh, report on next week's show. I'm making notes even as we squelch. That's about 12, 12, yeah. Yeah, so it's worthwhile having a listen to. Uh, okay. Yeah, I thought I'd sort of ring them up and say, hello, I'm a baby boomer and I do radio. <laughs> I'm a baby boomer. It doesn't sound right, does it, somebody our age, but I know what you mean. Oh, 
Anything? We are, yeah, but it still doesn't sound right. Apparently, anything, I, anything from 46, 1946, that is, to, I think it's 68, 1968, not age, because that would be, you know... Steady. Stuff. Yeah, it would. I'd be all right, but you wouldn't. Be Shut right. up. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, so anybody who was born between those years is a baby boomer. Sheila, is that... Throwing Sheila out the window. I mean, I don't know. I, I've oh. never boomed a baby in my life, I'll be honest with you. I heard it's 1963 because I get, I get told I'm Generation X. Oh, right. I flip between X, uh, X and Boomer. Oh, whatever. Right. It could be. Could be that. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that was, that was the radio conversation as I'm trying to work. A fight for three channels. That's, that's brilliant between uh, workmen. Excellent, that is. Of course, there's always, then, there's always oh, file, file coast radio as well. Oh, yes. yes well, and then we had a skip just randomly arrive at 8 o'clock in the morning. And with I, radio. With the radio. This is what you do. Oh, I don't know. I, I just deliver them, miss. Miss. So you got on the right side of me straight away. <laughs> Mom. So I was potted out there in my pyjamas. He says, where, where do you want to put it? I went, well, you're going to put it on the gravel because the... Uh, um, and then he just cleared off, and I went, I had no idea that a skip was arriving. So I have a skip. They, somebody's going to use it, though. It's oh, not yeah, just yeah. a random drop. Practice. No, it's, no, it's, it's just it's, a surprise. Yeah, okay. And neighbours are going to use it. That's what it is. <laughs> Everybody in the area. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey. Sheila's got one. Ah, the other one, sorry, I forgot was pop quiz 1030. Uh, that's Radio 2 now on oh, a yeah, weekday. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. That, I've moved that one off. Pop master, thank you very much. Um, everything stops for that. I think mm. the world in the UK, ten thirty, and any building site. And my house. Yeah. Oh really? It's, it's the law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're sad old DJs like Keith and I, it's just something you do. Yeah, yeah. And, so and, what's the... and you complain because they don't understand the question. And, and, and you shout at the radio. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? And they never listen, do they? No. When you shout. Have you had? Have you ever got to thirty-six points? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Three, perhaps. <laughs> 20 is a good score. I would love you two to have a game, to, to sign up and see if you could get to play each other. Uh, you set the quiz. You get the questions, you can get them up. No, no, I'll, them. I'll set the quiz. <laughs> no, 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 you're a contestant now. You're, you're taking part. I can't remember my name most days. You know, I'm not going to tell you. Ask Matron. She'll tell you. Oh, well, she just looks at me these days. Don't blame her. Yeah. Well, in fact, I do blame her for even doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was one of those looks, you know. Yeah. Oh, no, no. With, withering. With one of those looks. That's Wuthering Heights, you mean, yes. <laughs> it was a tall wither. Yes. Yeah, tall wither, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I've been trying to avoid the pl builder, the plasterer, the dust. She keeps on going, doesn't she, even though we keep on interrupting her. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Yeah, and sort of hiding, hiding upstairs, and then sort of coming down now and again, and trying to keep the, on top of the dust. Can I ask, can I ask what job. they're doing? I mean, did you invite them into your house to do this work? I've just, just turned up one day. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's all very COVID safe. I mean, I really keep my distance from them. Um, but I have a utility room and downstairs toilet has been ripped out. Um, pipe work moving around. Um, holes filling in and i ordered all the stuff back in november from b and q and only part of it's arrived 
Um, I had a big delivery to our missing. previous issue. It was on, yes. on a previous show, I believe. You're, you're ranting on that one. Yes. So, yes, so I've got a bit more. But then at the same time, he's asked me, oh, I've run out of um, weldering stuff. Flux. Flux, thank you. So I'm having to jump in the car and run around getting it. Um, you so are. So it's keeping me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's cheaper for me to run around than it is to run around. So you're the caterer and the skivvy as well. The labourer thing. Yeah. The labourer. Yeah. I know who's going to be filling that skip. <laughs> and then what else have I got? So, oh, that was it. I'm having a Japanese bidet toilet seat fitted. Oh, that sounds interesting. What a... No, that's a joke. Come what? on. No, it's definitely a thing. So it's a, it's if you pop it on top of your normal toilet, and it is a complete bidet with um, uh, warm water. Um, you can have your your derriere air drive there's male and female settings Perfect. you have uh, the seats warmed and um, there's a wee light um so yeah, if you I, need to slip to the toilet at night you can it doesn't do that does it in, no, in it doesn't japanese do that, style no. nobody walks no. over your back no, no. it's it self-cleaning it's self-cleaning and um little, and <laughs> little japanese is the, is the wall finished um <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's three hundred and seventy-two pounds a day, or each time you use it. A seat. Oh God! No uh, edible fish in it. Is there anything like no, that? No, no. But then on top of that, I'm also having um, a secret door in the shape of a bookcase. Oh God! I want to come to this house when it's finished. It sounds wonderful. No longer a secret. Well, no, not now. <laughs> is your Japanese bidet going to be a secret behind the door, or is that going yes. to be a public thing? Oh, I'd, no, I'd, keep no, it, no. I'd keep it secret if I were you, apart from the show, obviously. Yeah. Nobody listens, so it's all right. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So, Excellent, yes, yeah. Street. Yeah, an electric bidet. And can, if, if you all look at your watches now, yes. uh, you'll be able to realise that um, Sheila has arranged this with Mark. Obviously. <laughs> Yeah, she's yeah, she's taken over where Mark left off. He's been giving tips out, yeah. What about uh, what about car racing, Sheila? Are you, <laughs> are you into car racing at all, whatsoever? The last time I saw a car race was um, John Player Special Black right. cars. Black and Gold. Mm. Black and Gold. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, and um, and what about uh, reversing your car with a camera and that? I've got a camera. I'm laughing. Uh, I can tell you a story about your daughter, though. Oh yes, go on. Embarrass the world. Well, she <laughs> took the, she took the advantage of, of being able to display parts of her body as I was reversing, so I could see it through the camera. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. And yeah. she has got a big bum, hasn't she? Um, not, it wasn't a bum. What? Yeah. You were hoping. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> dear, dear daughter. <laughs> I'm making notes as well. Don't you worry. <laughs> Can I have one of those fitted on my car? <laughs> <laughs> Back or front, don't mind. <laughs> I did uh, did giggle yes. as, I, yeah. as I drove off. <laughs> Left her there, yeah. You see, and there is people thinking that I'm the suave, sophisticated one with a perfect family. <laughs> That's out of the bag. Yeah. Answers on a postcard. Yeah. <laughs> right. Ian, what are you going to chunter about? Sorry, I'm doing the key stuff. I do apologise. Oh, I, I was just about to do the roulette, the Wheel of Fortune. Because you never know. You never know. It could be Sheila again. <laughs> That's gone down to hell again. Oh, yes. Guess what? It's Ian. That's a surprise, isn't it? 
Go on. I've spoken to Mark as well, and I think it's a conspiracy. <laughs> You're just trying to keep me out of this conversation. This is fitting in quite well with a normal show, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, God, I better talk faster in that case, then. Right. Um, it's been a quiet week. I've just been... Oh, pardon. <laughs> you better get your B-Day ready, mate. Um, yeah, funny old week. Nothing really has happened, so I've just been scrapping around. But think one thing that annoys me is people that don't replace the empty toilet roll. Yeah, and this is kind of a, a couple's thing rather than the Tesco's toilet. But, I mean, there's no excuse for it, is there? It, it, you use it, it should be replaced. You use it, don't abuse it. Indeed, yeah. There's, you know, there's another one. Just think about the next person. But it does remind me that my mate texted me only a couple of days ago, and he said, um, we just had that awkward moment when you're in the toilet and you realise there's no toilet roll, and then you have to do that awkward waddle to get a new one. And he said at the bottom, I'm almost at Tesco's. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that's one tiny little thing that annoys me, the fact that one person laughed and one person didn't. <laughs> oh, that, that, was, that was wrong on so many levels. It, started, it was indeed. No, that's uh, off by saying that you've got a mate. Well, that's obviously wrong. Yeah, well, <laughs> breaking wind and lift, that's also wrong on so many levels. Can I ask, uh, which way do you put your toilet paper in the roll? Do you have the paper coming down the back or the paper coming oh, down the What do you mean down the back, you philistine? Down the front, of course. Uh, uh, where you can see it and touch it, as opposed to having to scrabble around the back and think, where's it, where's it? Gone, yeah. where's it gone? And how many times do you go for the end of the roll and you spin it round and round and there doesn't seem to be an end there to get hold of? <laughs> Just me, then. OK. No, um, I agree with you. But hanging down the front... As the actor said to the bishop. Well, apparently, um, Cliff Richard has a thing about it—a real apoplectic fit if it's not done that way, the way we agree. Yeah, well, there you go. That'd be so easy when you visit his house, wouldn't it? Just do yeah. it and just stand there and wait. I shall, I shall, next, next time I'm down in that area, I shall knock on the door and say, "Excuse me, I believe that you used to do a toilet roll the same way as I do. Can I use your <laughs> toilet, please?" <laughs> and is that a pear tree in your garden? Yes. Ah, that's a bit of a deep, deep one, that is. But very deep. Op Operation Patrick? Never mind. Oh, oh yes. Uh, do you really like... Oh, this is oh, yeah. UK television. Anybody watch Line of Duty? Yeah. Yeah, yeah cause he was referred to, as was Jimmy Savile, in Line of Duty, which is well, extremely close um, uh, reality insertion into a, a drama, talking about things that really exist, like um, paedophiles and things. But anyway... Um, why did I just say Tesco then? Oh, yeah, Tesco's. I mean, I've been out. I've been shopping. I'm not that sad. Um, but why is it? I'm a, I'm a big fan of the what we call, perhaps everybody else calls it, the whoopsie section in Tesco's, which is the clearance section, that little area where it's almost out of date. It's got a yellow sticker on. The price has gone down. Take it away for us if you would. Get rid of our rubbish for us. I'm always in there because there's often a bargain, either to put in the freezer or to add to uh, that day's lunch. And I'm in there, and there's so many times. The last time, there was a, a salad bowl, you know, in, in a plastic salad bowl, nice, very healthy mix of various things. I'm thinking, now, that's a good idea. Not only is it a good idea, but if it's a bargain, suits me fine. So you look at the edge, uh, no price. You turn it upside down, all around, there's not a reduction sticker on it whatsoever. So you got you borrowed one or something else? Somebody's dumped it there. So you then imagine a scenario, somebody's bought a healthy meal, they put it in there, but they're going to pay full price for it, they get to the whoopsie counter just in case, and I bet you any money they dropped it and picked up a four-pack of jam donuts. 
That's just a scenario. And the other scenario, a similar thing, you're going around the... The other scenario is that that person's name was Ian. Probably. (laughs) To be honest with you, when I'm on a diet, which I try and do often, right, no cakes, no biscuits, when I get to the whoopsie counter and see a cream cake and it's reduced, I'm thinking, dad, that doesn't count, we'll have one of them, yeah, because it's cheap. Yeah, so I do kid myself. But also in the body of the store, the rest of the store, uh, one aisle has got baked beans in it. And in the baked bean collection, there's a loaf of bread. Now, you often see people dumping things that they don't want. But I can't see the scenario where somebody has a loaf of bread they decide they don't want. They, they bought it incorrectly. What did they intend to buy? It's obviously something bread-based. Why haven't they taken that bread back to the bread and swapped it for what they really wanted? Can I can I suggest that basically what what it was? I bet it was a medium slice loaf or something like that. Oh, more than likely, yes. What they want? They saw the beans and they thought, "Bugger, we're going to have beans on toast." So I'm going to go back, and I'm going to get either an unsliced or or an extra thick sliced loaf, and I cannot be bothered, cannot be asked to take this one back, because I am one of those people that was on the. Uh common a few weeks ago and left all my litter behind because I couldn't be bothered to carry that stuff which was much lighter than it was when it first turned up. Yeah, indeed. Yes. Not only that, but if there's a... When you spell fridge, there's a D in fridge but there isn't a D in refrigerator. Now, I didn't learn that at Tesco's, but it's something that's just... That gets on my nerves. Why not? Uh... Silence was the response to that. You're thinking about why that should be. I have no idea myself either. Um, Ow. What was the other thing? Yeah. I don't know. Hurry up. Yeah. Run yeah. Up time. yeah, you would be. Yeah, yeah, that's typical. It's a conspiracy, <laughs> like I said. And I, I did have a walk in the park completely on my own, um, keeping away from everybody. You and on, you see on trees, people carve their initials in a heart shape. And there are two things you can think. You can think, ah, oh, that's nice. What I think is, how many people take a knife on a date? <laughs> what, what, what is that all about? I wouldn't, I wouldn't want my name carving on there. Good grief. Oh, she, she or he expecting. <laughs> the last time I took a date to the woods, right? And this is clean, don't worry. We walked in. And it was quite a dark wood, you know, thick foliage and everything. And we walked in and, and she said, oh, I'm glad you're with me. It's a bit scary, this in here. And I said, it's all right for you. I've got to walk back on my own. <laughs> Another knife-related story of mine. And that's... Um... I, I always find that I, I, I only take dates to, to the woods around about Christmas time because they come in those nice little wooden boxes. Don't yeah, they? with a little toothpick to stick them out. Yeah, yeah. wonderful. Yeah, yeah they're nice. I like dates. Well, here's um, serendipity because when you break fast uh, for Ramadan, <laughs> you break it with a date. I'm glad you said fast. Then it really didn't sound like that was coming out. <laughs> you celebrate with a date, do you? Oh, right. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. Sheila, do you have children or not? That's a personal question. Okay, well, you can say whatever. I know Keith has. And none none, I, I, none known. I was thinking the other day. None, that, like I up, none that I don't own up to. How about that? That's not, okay, it's fair enough. Not you're aware of. <laughs> I'd like to have kids one day. That's enough. No longer than that. Just, yeah. just a, yeah. That's probably the best way, actually. Yeah, just the I, one day at a time. Uh, I'm trying to think the best time. Um, it would be um, about 
One o'clock in the morning when they're about seven, because they're usually fast asleep then. That'll do me, yeah. Oh, and just in case Mark is listening to this show eventually, uh, books. I've been reading a book. Oh, no. You've been writing Yeah, it's a brilliant book. It's about an immortal dog. You just can't put it down. For God's sake. <laughs> All right. It saves your eye for inviting me. So next week, we're doing the show with that, Ian. Uh, yeah, well, I know that. I've seen the advert, mate. Can we have Diddy Davis, please? Davis, yes, why not? Hey, what? What's it? It's just Diddy Davis. No, Diddy David. David Hamilton. David. David. Oh, yes, Diddy David, yes. Yes, he's the one who's on the thing. Boomer, yeah. Can, we have, can we have him instead of Ian? Boom Radio. No. no Anybody? We... Just a blank screen where my little picture is there. That'd be just as good. i tell you what would be good. Here we go. It would make us totally redundant. Right. If if he wasn't dead, Ken Dodd. Oh God, yeah, three hour show cost yeah. a fortune on, would, on Zoom prices. We wouldn't be able to say a word. <laughs> Not a dicky bird, Mrs. Yes, I remember. I remember seeing him at, at, at a local theatre. I was backstage at the time. Oh yes. And there was there was a little PPL on the. Well, I say PPL. I think it was where the curtain had been burnt, and um, I, I was watching the audience. And it's funny, but it's not as funny when you're standing sort of next to him rather than in front of him, you know, and you're sort of mm. getting the full blast. And the way he works an audience is incredible. I don't know if you've ever seen him, Sheila. But he, he seemed to divide the theatre into three sections. So we did the right bit, you got them laughing. Then while they were laughing, he did the middle bit and got them laughing. And then the third, and then it just kept on going round like that. And then at one point, whilst everybody's holding the chests and having heart attacks and holding the sides and rolling about on the lawn, he just, on the lawn, in the theatre, <laughs> it's an outdoor gig, um, he just sort of looked up, he, he, he paused for a moment and said, you give up? And of course, everybody was too busy laughing. And he said, OK, we'll carry on then. And that just made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible. Well, it was an incredible performer. I mean, Keith was talking backstage there. I, for my sins, was a front of house manager oh. in a theatre uh, where Doddy was on. And um, my usual thing was to make sure that people came and went safely at the front door. And it, it was regular that, because it's, it's, the show would start about 7.30. And at 10.30, outside the theatre, cars would start to turn up. Foolish people. <laughs> to collect their friends who were in the theatre. And at 10.30 on a Ken Dodd show, he hasn't had an interval yet. These people were turning up one and a half hours to two hours too early. The guy was so, so much value for money, it was incredible. He just kept on going. He says, it's no use getting up, the doors are locked. And he just carried <laughs> on. And that's what people expected eventually. They just knew that. You could tell the look on people's faces when they didn't realise that and they're starting to get the coat on and throw the crisps on the floor. Um, but that, that's enough from me. Yeah, that's an excellent way to end the show this week. Talking about uh, one, one of one of the one of UK's uh, funny men greats. If me. Oh, oh no, Ken Dodd. Yeah, yeah. Ken Dodd. Yes. Anyway, thanks for listening to that. Was the news that was. We'll be back again next week. Preferably, poffers. <laughs> thanks for listening to that. Was the news that was. We'll be back again next week, possibly with um, Mr. Poffers. Uh, the panellists were Ian Price, Sheila Connolly and myself. Well, let him say much this week. Uh, that was the news that was. It's produced by Keith Graham. The title music was written and performed by Kevin McLeod. I only have one thing to say. So long and thanks for the fish.